You're listening to The Pithy Chronicle. History with a bite. I'm Caroline. And I'm Erica. And we bring you history's dirtiest deeds dripping with sarcasm. Are you hungry yet? Welcome back, Pithy listeners. I'm Erica. And I'm Caroline. And today we are going to get completely and totally unhinged, but not quite as unhinged as we could be. (laughs) We could be talking about Alice, Countess of the Vexan, who was a mistress to her half-sister's stepfather and her fiancé's full father, not a joke, but instead we are talking about Fair Rosamond, who was totally murdered, and I'm going to tell you everything, but first... Caroline is going to do some housekeeping. Hold on, Caroline. I'm having trouble keeping up with what I just said. Hold on. Mistress to her half-sister's stepfather and her fiancé's full father. Why are we not talking about Alice? Because that's really the only exciting thing about her. (laughs) That's awesome. I mean, naughty, but awesome. Okay, housekeeping. Thank you so much for all the wonderful likes and reviews, but we would appreciate if you got them coming. It really helps people find us. We're growing as a podcast, which allows us to do more deep dives, and it allows us to have better resources to bring you guys the most exciting stuff, like mistress to half-sister, stepfather, and fiance's full father. Like, chef's kiss. So, it is chef's kiss. Before we go back, though, I do have to tell you that we are trending again. We've trended for the last three weeks in Finland, and I've just got to say we We love love the finish here. I hope you all enjoyed our episode, where we probably told you things you already knew, but we did not. Yeah, you definitely knew about yourself. (laughs) That is awesome. So keep up the reviews. Keep up the five-star ratings if you can. We hope. Also, don't forget that we do have a Patreon page where you can get some extra good and support the podcast. And we also have a bias a coffee at biasacoffee.com forward slash the pithy chronicle. And if you do either of those things in the next couple weeks, we are entering you into a giveaway so that you can reap the benefits and celebrate season four, which we might have a little spoiler for you at the end of the episode. We're really excited about season four. We've been doing some of the research. I've been reading my audiobooks. Reading my audiobooks. my yeah. stories, as my grandmama was saying. Thank you so much for your continued support. And now, Erica, I just need to know about the murder. Yeah, Because okay. we've covered the fiancé's father's mistress. I know. I wish she was more interesting. The Countess of Vexen. But it really is just the fact that she was so... She slept with everybody related to her, or kind of related to I her. No, she didn't have much of a choice. Anyway, Rosamond Clifford is who we're talking about today. We have, for the first time in a while, a circa baby! Oh, and I wasn't wearing my t-shirt today. I know, I almost put it on, but I've been wearing these clothes for days because I have the vid. The new variant sounds terrible. It includes pink eye. Listen, the new variant is terrible. Oh my god. (laughs) But anyway, so Rosamund Clifford was probably born around 1140, and she was, again, probably the daughter of Walter de Clifford, a marcher lord, and his wife, Margaret. She also had three brothers. 
Her name likely came from the Latin phrase Rosa Mundi, meaning Rose of the World. Nice. Which is just That's lovely. very lovely. Yeah. Clifford was raised at her father's Clifford Castle. It was probably red. You can quote me on that. It was red? I'm kidding. You know, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Oh, I see. Oh, wait. Have I, I just have I just been watching too much cartoons with my kid? Oh yes, my probably. I didn't make that connection. She was then sent to a convent of Benedictine nuns in Godstow Abbey for her education. That's great. She's educated. We love to hear it. Yeah, we do. Rosamond was reputed as one of the greatest beauties of the 12th century. Rosamond's father probably fought for Henry II on a Welsh campaign in the 1160s, and this probably was where those two met. It was probably at Clifford Castle when Henry may have been visiting. Many theorized that Rosamond and Henry II began their affair in 1165 or around that time. It could have been a little bit later, could have been a little bit earlier. Just never know. We don't know her birthday. We don't know her start to mistresshood. We just don't know. We assume we know who her parents are. We assume she got started with the king at this point. Here we are. So this happens to be at the same time that Henry's wife, Eleanor of Aquitaine, yes. That one. That one was pregnant with their last child, John. Oh. The bad. John the bad. Blackland. The worst. Yeah. John the, the worst. worst. The Magna Carta <sighs> signing worst. worst ever. Aside from being a really crappy king, just not a good person. No. And there's a lot of evidence. Not even including the Robin Hood movie. Oh, mommy. <laughs> Which was so wrong because Eleanor definitely did not like him. Not the favorite. Also, Eleanor was imprisoned yes. at that point. We're getting there. Okay, moving on. The king publicly acknowledged their affair for the first time in the 1170s. Is that his first acknowledged mistress then? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I bet Eleanor loved and that. Yes. She shows up in The Lion in Winter. The queen is thought to have given birth to John in Beaumont Palace instead of Woodstock Palace because Rosamond was living at Woodstock. And accounts differ on whether Clifford stayed in Woodstock while the king was traveling between England and his continental lands, or if she'd accompanied him. I'd always him. heard that she accompanied him, which really, really angered Eleanor. Yeah, I mean... Hard to say. Hard to say. Their relationship, they give a seven-year span of somewhere between three and ten years. And we don't really know how much of that time they spent together. Cool. But I do have an excerpt of the ballad oh. of Fair Rosamond. Nice. And this will give us a little bit of an insight about what she might have looked like and all of these things. Who wrote it? By Thomas Deloney. Okay. The Ballad of Fair Rosamond, the flower of the world. When as King Henry ruled this land, the second of that name, besides the queen he dearly loved, a fair and comely dame. Most peerless was her beauty found, her favor and her face. <laughs> A sweeter creature in this world could never prince embrace. Her crisped locks like threads of gold appeared to each man's sight. Her sparkling eyes like orient pearls did cast a heavenly light. <laughs> the blood within her crystal cheeks did such a color drive. For though the lily and the rose for mastership did strive, Yay, Rosamond, fair Rosamond, her name was called so, to whom our queen, Dame Eleanor, 
was known a deadly foe. <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't I don't want to be put beside her. No, not after having eight children. Actually, ten. No, yeah. thank you. No, thank you. The king, therefore, for her defense against the furious queen, at Woodstock builded such a tower the like was never seen. Most curiously, that bower was built of stone and timber strong, an hundred fifty doors to this bower did belong. And so cunningly did they contrive with turnings round about, that none but with a clue of thread could enter in and out. Ooh, I like a maze. It's so very fun. That's such a great little ballad. Basically what this story comes down to is to protect his love, Henry built a labyrinth so that Eleanor could never get to her. And becoming privy to this knowledge, Eleanor, being a gal who works smarter, not harder, takes this thread and follows it to the heart of the labyrinth where she finds fair Rosamond and asks her, poison or a dagger? And what do you think she chooses? Well, I, I would, I, I'm gonna go poison. Poison is a, is a feminine way to go. Like a lady, of course. Not that we're encouraging. Like a lady, she chose poison. Yeah. And Henry was slightly pissed, but he put Eleanor under house arrest. I mean, if she murdered his mistress. Well. That's a conundrum. Another legend, Ooh. though, Ooh. says that Eleanor of Aquitaine had Rosamond stabbed, burnt by a fire, and then left to die in a scalding hot bathtub. Oh. That's worse than poison. A 14th century source puts a completely different spin on the tale, saying Eleanor roasted Rosamond between two fires, stabbed Uh, her, and then left her to bleed to death. uh, Goodness, I think I'd choose poison. Yeah, right? If we're looking at all the choices. Mm -hmm. Wow. But she was definitely murdered by Eleanor. We know this. No. No. We don't know this. Why would we know that? Because you know what? She just disappears from history and people give Eleanor an evil streak because she's a woman. Basically, we just see it popped up in the 14th, 15th, 16th, and even the Victorians come in with stuff because, of course, the Victorians have to. Always the Victorians have to. And they continue to build on this folklore and turn Eleanor, like you said, into this vitriolic person who definitely, definitely had this woman murdered. But she was imprisoned at the time. Makes it much harder to murder someone. It's so hard to murder someone when you're under house arrest. So she was under house arrest before the murder, not because of the murder. Right. Right. She was under house arrest because, oh, I don't know, she had helped her sons for like the second time. At least. At least at this point to overthrow her husband. So like... Fair, fair. The story of Henry II and Eleanor of Aquitaine is an amazing one that we are going to cover this next season. But we won't tell you why right yet. It's amazing how quickly love can die when you when you help your son overthrow yeah. their father. Yeah. yeah. Or attempt. Or attempt. Yeah. Okay. So how did Rosamond die? We know we don't know. Oh. Do we? We have no inclination. It could have been just natural or in childbirth or. She doesn't have any children. She got the vid. She probably got the vid, honestly. And she died at just 29. Well, I'm sure Eleanor was probably happy about her death. I'm not going to give Eleanor a sainthood no. or anything, but I, I, I hardly think that imprisoned Eleanor could have done that. If anyone could, it was Eleanor. Good point. But what's the point? She's already got plenty of kids. But anyway, back to Rosamond. 
she dies in 1176, less than potentially two years after her formal I'm the mistress announcement Mais in 1174. Yep. She had been living at Godstone Nunnery then. So it's a very short window of this is my mistress. Oh, wait, she's going to Godstow. Oh, wait, she's dying. Yeah, most most people don't place their mistress in some sort of a nunnery, so yeah. that's not a good sign for their relationship. Mm-mm. Nope. Now, her tomb was paid for and honored by the Clifford family and Henry II for years after her death, so he would pay for the upkeep making sure the masses were read for her and that flowers were there and her, okay. you know, just the general upkeep. Interesting. Which I think does speak to his affection for her or at least his desire to keep up appearances. Yeah. Her tombstone has this beautiful Latin inscription that translates to let them adore and we pray that rest be given to you, Rosanen. Nice. Well, despite this really nice love and affection in 1190, the Bishop of Lincoln visited the abbey and was disturbed to find Rosamond's tomb covered with flowers and candles. He believed an adulteress and a, quote, did not deserve such adoration. And as an example for all Christianity, he had Rosamond's remains relocated to the cemetery close to the nun's chapter house. Thou shalt not be in the church. But you can go with the nuns? Maybe he thought that's just a cautionary tale because she had gone to the very same abbey to be educated. educated. Yeah. Oh, how the mind wow, have fallen. what a jerk. Yeah. Man. People just cannot mind their own business. Okay, she was a mistress. Mm -hmm. But you know what, Bishop of Lincoln? She's dead now. You don't need to spit on her grave or worse, remove it. Despite the relocation, apparently people still frequented it because in the 16th century, a German traveler, Paul Hentzner, wrote, all that remains of her tomb of stone, the letters of which are almost worn out, is the line, let them adore and we praise that rest be given to you. And, and this rhyming epitaph, here in the tomb lies the rose of the world, not a pure rose, she who used to smell sweet still smells, but not sweet. <laughs> so here's what I can't figure who out. Who wrote that epitaph? I don't know. I can't figure it out. Was that something they just ha-ha'd at later? Was it graffiti? Oh, no. Poor woman. Poor woman. Actually, 500 years later, I don't think she'd smell very much at all. Yeah, there's nothing really Ashes left. to ashes, dust to dust. I don't know that there's ashes. There's definitely dust, though. Oh, poor Rosamond. I just think she had a very short life. I think that his wife was pregnant with their eighth kid and was trying to overthrow him, and he saw this pretty young girl, and they had a lovely little affair, and I don't think he had a lot of... Well, she was the only official mistress, as far as I know. I don't know, because there's Alice up at the top. There is Alice. Dear Alice, Alice, Alice. Well, all right then. He had other mistresses, but I, I think he was less blatant about it until Rosamond. Yes, I can agree with that. So did she have a seat at the table? I really don't think so. She just was the right face at the right time. I read so many historians who were like, it was his one true love. Uh-uh. I'm sorry, but Eleanor and Henry fought too much to actually dislike each other. They were so similar, and I think they had such ambition, both of them, that it just, it, it ate away at the relationship. But I think they, they had a very yes. 
complex and very full relationship one no, way or another. I, I one agree with that. doesn't make sense. Yep, I agree with you. I disagree with that. That, my friends, is that. It is a very short episode today, but that is because... Season four is going to come out mid to late September, depending on how many ducks we get in a row and how long Erica's COVID lasts. How long this COVID lasts. Season four, we have decided on women at war. We're going with that theme still, but it's getting very specific. Crusading Queens. I'm so excited. We are going to do a few introductory episodes where we talk about the Crusades so that people have a pretty good background of Crusades. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. We're going to do a quick background, and then we're also going to cover some of the major players. And then each episode after that will be dedicated to one crusading queen who made an impact during this 200-year span of unnecessary religious warfare. Yeah, it's completely unnecessary, totally tumultuous. You're going to see some familiar faces pop up, like Eleanor Eleanor of Aquitaine. Aquitaine. The the second crusade was Eleanor of Aquitaine's era's tour. Yes. That's what it was. It was her time to shine. And perhaps have an affair with her uncle. She went up and down and all around and said, it's my moment. We'll be seeing a lot more of the HREs and all of their people. We're going to be asking what these women were doing on this crusade. Why had they come along? Were they there for religious fervor? Were they there, like many of the other knights and lords, to get something else? They're gonna be. I'm excited. They're gonna be sides. Yes. There's gonna be incest. Yes. Circa babies galore. Yes. And there are gonna be Taylor Swift references. It's gonna be great. You know I love the players, but you love the game, and that's why you're tuning in every week. And that, my friends, is that. I'm Caroline. And I'm Erica. And we are pithily yours. This episode is brought to you by The Pithy Chronicle, LLC. The Pithy Chronicle is intended for education, entertainment, and non-commercial purposes. Any views or opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the owner may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity. While we offer lots of sarcasm, this podcast does not offer any advice or services. Listening to this podcast may induce fits of laughter, unexpected distraction, or uncontrollable rage at the subjects. Hopefully not at us. We hope you learned something today. If not, so sorry. Please be advised we are not experts in the following fields. Medical, legal, financial, technological, thermonuclear engineering, submarine warfare, neuroscience, or cat husbandry. Thanks for listening to our little disclaimer. Just covering our history-loving asses. Bye!